Here is what Baggins says. Baggins, put some respect on his his last name. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Hello, it's Kristen. And her little brother, William. And we're really excited to tell you about a new podcast that we have out for you to enjoy right now called Ghost Adventures Adventures. We've been flirting with this concept for a while now. We had done a pilot for this podcast on our Patreon. Uh, It's a reaction to the Zach Bagans show on the Travel Channel, Ghost Adventures. Uh, They go out there and they investigate all of these supposedly haunted places. They gather up their evidence. They challenge the ghosts. They speak truth to power. Right. They confront. Even if you don't know them by name, you may know about the concept of like ghost bros Mm -hmm. yelling at ghosts. This is that. So we're going back to the very beginning of the show. And actually, even beyond that, we watched the documentary Ghost Adventures that spawned the show Ghost Adventures. And we're looking at it through the lens of superlatives and awards. Yeah. So we're awarding each episode with what's the best evidence? What's the most dramatic moment? What's the best quote? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're taking notes while we watch the show. You can watch the show with us and then listen to our reactions on Ghost Adventures Adventures. That's right. And even if you haven't seen that episode of Ghost Adventures, we actually give a little recap of what happened during it at the beginning of the show. So you basically have the lay of the land and then we just go into it and we assume that everybody gets it and... Just talk about what happened. Yeah. If you like Guide to the Unknown, you're going to love Ghost Adventures. We've talked about Zach Bagans a million times over the course of the run of Guide to the Unknown. Absolutely. So really, this has been a long time coming. Nothing has ever made more sense. No, it's true. Go subscribe to Ghost Adventures Adventures right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows. You can find links in the show notes for this very episode. And have a good time with it. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Go watch Ghost Adventures and then go listen to Ghost Adventures Adventures. That's right. And for those of you who are here and you want to get a little sneak peek, why don't we play for you a little bit of episode zero so you can get a taste of what we're doing over there. Mm, Yum, yum. I'm Kristen Rogers Anderson. And I'm her brother, Will Rogers. We never believed in ghost adventures until we came face to face with it. So we set out on a quest to capture what this series captured on a podcast. The two of us will watch every documentary, episode, and special ever produced by Zach Bagans and his crew of paranormal investigators. Raw. Extreme. We're Guides the Unknown. And and these are our Ghost Adventures Adventures. This week, we're going to be taking a look at the documentary that started it all, the 2004 documentary simply titled Ghost Adventures. Yes. So this is before all the wacky come at me ghost bro kind of stuff. Kind of. That's, yeah. I shouldn't say it's too much before, but this is, I would say it's a softer side of Bagans. He's not quite at his full power yet. I His hair to... isn't as extreme. His hair is pretty his extreme. His teeth aren't as extreme. Maybe you're correct about the teeth. Yeah. He's a little... He's easing his way in. He says a couple of things in this where I was like, I have to tell you, I would say it's not as constantly aggressive within the first 10 minutes. I got everything that I was looking for. It was a heavy dose of Bagan's attitude all over the place. A lot of tood. Oh, frankly, 
a lot of toot on this dude, but I would say not to the extent that we see it today. Maybe. It's debatable. We'll all see right. him grow and change and evolve. Yes, as we all do. But suffice it to say, this is an introduction not only for us to the world of Ghost Adventures. We mm -hmm. have had fleeting um, interactions with the show. Yes. Kristen and I host a podcast called Guide to the Unknown, mm -hmm. where we've talked about the paranormal and haunted houses and mythology and folklore for years. Yep. And so Guide to the Unknown has covered Ghost Adventures several times, but we've never really examined it as closely as we intend to on this podcast. Yeah, really put it under a microscope. Yes. Um, and I figured maybe we could even start simply with a basic introduction for those of you out there who do not follow Guide to the Unknown to let mm -hmm. you know who we are yeah. and our individual... Um, feelings about Zach Bagans and ghost adventures. That's a great idea. Yes. You want to start? Oh, sure. I'll take Go it. Go right away. ahead. Uh, so my name is Will Rogers. I am a uh, writer, producer, and performer. Uh, and I do not particularly like ghost adventures. <laughs> <laughs> is that not great to say on the no i think that's fair to say. i think you have to be honest the you honestly episode? like it enough to uh, want to do a show about it yes. so there's something there it's complicated i don't like it but i do enjoy it yes that's a distinction i think is important and by the way i think a lot of people feel that way about it i would guess the majority feel that way about it is it a guilty pleasure i mean not to be annoying like i don't believe in guilty pleasures um, I don't, but yes, if we're talking about like a stereotypical guilty pleasure, I would say that this is one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm fascinated by it, and I am uh, absolutely a skeptic of the paranormal, mm -hmm. uh, but just like Fox Mulder from X-Files, I want to believe. Sure. I am ready for evidence to convince me. However, I do have to admit, I don't think there's much of anything you could show me outside of me experiencing the paranormal myself, that will really make me a true believer. Yeah. So I watch all of the things that are done by Ghost Adventures, Zach Bagans, and every paranormal show with a healthy, healthy dose of skepticism. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it all. I love watching people walk through, you know, um, night vision corridors of demolished buildings. I love hearing people call out for someone to speak to them. I love the grainy sound of an EVP. Yeah. Um, but do I believe it? No, I view it as a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, in a nutshell, is my basic feeling about what this show is. And Zach Bagans, quite frankly, I think is the best P.T. Barnum. Yeah, that's th so funny. I was going to say the same. Yeah, that the ghost hunting world has. Mm -hmm. He is a showman. He is a presenter. He knows how to get people's attention. And he knows how to weave nothing into something. He sure does. He sure does. It's very impressive. And so I am really excited about uh, watching this series and especially mm -hmm. watching to see them get better and better at what they do. Yeah. Um, cause they've really built themselves a cottage industry. Yes, absolutely. Have you, how, how many episodes of ghost adventures do you think you've seen? Oh, a handful. I bet you could count on one hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, not many. Uh, the, the few things that we have talked about on guide to the unknown, yep. um, link in the notes, uh, we've talked about stuff like the documentary Demon House that he did. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, I had a healthy amount of deja vu watching this documentary 
uh, that started it all. Right. Because I think that for some reason you and I watched bits and pieces of it. We this. did. We did. We watched Demon House for my birthday this year. Rewatched it, actually. Right. Um, I just wanted something that was going to make me feel good as I cruised into 36. And then when it was over, we went looking on YouTube for clips from the first documentary or the whole documentary oh, we were hoping. is that what we did? Yes. I was trying to place why we had watched this, but it was just for fun. I th- Yeah, it was just for fun. I think we were trying to see if we could find the whole documentary, which we obviously ended up finding. Right. And we didn't find it that day, but we found some clips from it, so we watched those. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What about you? How much of this show have you seen? I bet you could count on two hands. Okay. Maybe... Maybe two and then have a friend hold one up. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a lot of it. But considering that there are 19 seasons, yeah. um, I've seen but a fraction of it. But I've really enjoyed the fraction that I've seen. Um, a lot of it is a ditto to what you were saying. I think that he's a, a big showman. But at the same time, I do think he believes. I just think that he doesn't mind weaving something out of nothing and playing it up and pretending there's a ghost there when there isn't there. I think he must have a fundamental interest and belief in this because from what I understand and, you know, through watching this documentary, he didn't spring up out of nowhere and just become like ghost adventure Zach guy. Right. It seems like he was a paranormal investigator with a team of people. So he must have an underlying belief and interest. That is something that I really want to, uh, do an investigation of myself as mm-hmm. we continue going. Yeah, is, like his deal. Yeah, who is he and where did he come from? I mean, the only thing I really know about him pre-Ghost Adventure stuff is that cl- clip of him on, what is it, The Price is Right? Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Besides that, I don't know a lot about the history of Zach Bagans. I looked into a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff after watching this because I know that one of the people who's in this documentary, Nick Groff, was on Ghost Adventures for the first 10 seasons, mm-hmm. and then they had a falling out, and I wanted to know what the deal was. Yes. So I looked into it a little bit. Um, but beyond that, history-wise, I do believe in the paranormal and everything, but I would say I'm a thoughtful believer or something, or a skeptical believer. I definitely don't just like believe everything, and I wouldn't be able to believe anything I see also without experiencing it, because um, you just never know. Like I, I, You can always wonder if there is editing or a camera trick even if they bring on a professional who says this is real i still can't you believe mean, it even if slim richie says that slim it's real richie you don't i know, know if you can buy it i don't know if i can buy it but i do in general i believe that there's some stuff out there but i just don't believe that everything we're, that we're presented as being that stuff is true yeah that's fair mm-hmm. i think that's fair and reasonable if you believed everything that you saw yeah you would have to watch the travel channel and then just presume that the entire world is full of malevolent spirits who are going to throw bricks at you totally and i think most people who would say they believe in the paranormal feel that way as well like i i don't think there are a whole lot of people who are like yes that's well who knows maybe there are who knows? that's real that's real that's real right so i don't think i'm breaking any ground being like i'm not like wh- like those crazy people yeah but in general i i am open-minded toward it okay that's fair yeah so let's talk a little bit about what they show in this documentary mm-hmm. i want to give a very brief overview to let everybody know at home yeah uh what happens in this documentary that then inspired the travel channel series mm-hmm. um i'm not going to go too in depth for this quick summary Mm -hmm. you should all go out and watch this documentary um you can find it on dvd on amazon yep um it's available for you to watch yes so you should watch it yeah figure it out yes 
Uh, but so, put quickly, mm-hmm. it seems to me that this 2004 documentary, uh, the thing that kicked it all off is that Zach Bagans says that he had had an experience with a paranormal entity, with right. a ghost of some sort. And so he decided to set out on a three-week tour yeah. with his friends Nick and Aaron mm-hmm. to try to prove that his experiences were real. Right. There's a slight disconnect in that for me. Completely. I mean, I guess you would say that's corroboration that right. other experiences are real. But it's and not validating that, the that one. particular experience. Right. No. So he's setting out on this three-week tour to talk about the following locations. Mm-hmm. First, they swing by the Silver Queen Hotel and stay in the haunted Room 11. That's right. They speak to a few locals about what may have happened in that area. They sleep in that room, and Zach Bagans even sleeps in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and they try to provoke some attention out of the ghosts. Yes. Then they move on to the Gold Hill Hotel to investigate the miner's cabin. This is a sojourn that has a few connected parts to it because not only do they go to the miner's cabin, but they also investigate the Washoe Club mm-hmm. um, where I guess there's a ghost that's said to appear. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the deal... Let me see. Um, I don't know, but that's one of the big deal evidence places. It's, it's where the they... most compelling evidence they find right. happens. Right. Um, and then uh, they go to the Virginia City Cemetery where they encounter an orb of light and perhaps a poltergeist Mm -hmm. before wrapping it up by going back to the miner's cabin and hearing an EVP uh, that they had left running on a tape recorder of a voice asking the question, is it the devil? Yeah. This shocks them, but their work is done. And so they return to Las Vegas where they live. They make the tour of the news the local news scene sharing their evidence. I really evidence. liked that part. I really enjoyed that they put that within this documentary. Yeah. Because uh, then you realize, oh, they've already done a certain amount of paranormal investigating. Right. Now they've been on the news and they've shown some of that footage. And it is the notoriety of displaying the apparition that they caught on film mm-hmm. that then gains them access to the final location where they will spend essentially half this documentary. Oh, yeah. They are invited to the Goldfield hotel Mm -hmm. where they wander the halls they do a lockdown where they spend the night alone inside the hotel they deal with uh, a former caretaker of the hotel who seemingly gets possessed briefly at one point yep uh and then ultimately they are run from the hotel kicking and screaming uh because as i sort of alluded to earlier a ghost throws a brick at them right and they go ape yes and the entire documentary wraps up with a few people doing their own individual uh a news team doing their own investigation of that very hotel i love that part too seemingly corroborating Mm -hmm. the evidence gathered by zach aaron and nick that's right uh and then this whole thing cliffhangers into well, the Travel Channel is eventually going to pick these guys up to yeah. continue their work as a series. That's right. So, Kristen, right off the bat, I was amazed that the first thing that we hear in this documentary is Zach Bagans quoting Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> I know. For a lengthy, a lengthy segment. He goes for it. Uh, saying, quote... It is the secret of the world that all things subsist and do not die, but retire a little from sight and afterwards return again. Nothing is dead. People feign themselves dead and endure mock funerals and mournful obituary, obituaries, obituaries, 
And there they stand, looking out the window, sound and well in some new disguise. This secret must be told to the world, and they must tell it, because they're not dead. They know this, and I'll prove it. Mm. Now, I'm not sure where ding, that ding, quote dong. ends and becomes Zach Bagans talking, but it <laughs> certainly feels like Zach Bagans is just saying, I'm going to prove it. It definitely does. Like, did Ralph Waldo Emerson set out to prove this? I'm not sure, but you're right. It seems like at some point they may bleed together. And they never say where the... <laughs> no, where that line of demarcation is. Right. I also would like to say that the echo on his voice in a lot of the intro is very funny, and they do that throughout the documentary with the um you know them talking over things it's very dramatic yes it's it's very conspicuous and i'm charmed kind of by the title cards the captions like they look a little crappy and diy like yeah. they shake a little bit they're not in the center like they look a little thrown on i'm sure they were just doing their best and i like what i'm seeing here i really enjoy the production value of this documentary. Yes, there's really dramatic music yep. throughout, like goofily dramatic. Yes, uh, some of it's way over the top, but mm -hmm. I also, I honestly, I'm kind of impressed because this is an indie film. Yeah. You know, like this is an indie documentary made in 2004, seemingly made by three people. I think so. And it's very guerrilla. It's very run and gun. Right. There are aspects of it that feel like the Blair Witch Project. I could see why this became at the time kind of like, I mean, I was going to say a notorious thing. I don't know that this was like a cult thing where people were like, check out Ghost Ventures. For all I know it was, I don't know. But I can see why this would lead to them eventually in 2008 getting a tv show it's a wonderful demo reel yeah it totally else. is it's really good sizzle yes mm -hmm. it's it's really fun to watch yeah the energy is fun um the editing is uh sometimes like ridiculous yes but you're having a blast watching yeah, it it's great um and i do want to say Go ahead. Sorry. One of the best things that happened. I mean, first of all, we do get the catalyst that Zach says. It's literally like over the course of like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I, I lived in this apartment and I would wake up every morning at 3 a.m. to a woman calling my name. She'd float in front of me. And then a maintenance man who works in the building is like, well, there was a woman who, who died in the penthouse in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, I must travel the country yes to prove that this is true yes it's a weird rationale and i also want to say even though i really enjoyed this did you find the pace of it kind of crazy in a way i felt like sometimes things were smushed together yes where i was like wait where are they now when what's happening and then there'd be a period where they're in the same place for a while like the goldfield hotel and i was surprised at the way they let things breathe oh my god there are quite especially a few... at the goldfield hotel because yes. sometimes it's like bam 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 and at the goldfield hotel there were spaces of nothing happening that they showed that would i i have not seen since i saw these clips yes. happen on the show ghost adventures because in ghost adventures it's action 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 i feel rage my back hurts whatever right. it's not long periods of them just walking down a hall without any sound and i felt like it vacillated between those two speeds yeah. within the documentary sometimes they'd be going nuts and then there are a couple minutes where nothing's happening i do think it's weird especially like the way that i think now of this documentary having seen it and having written out notes is that it's like half 
Half of the documentary is them jumping between a bunch of locations, mm-hmm. and then the second half of the documentary is just the Goldfield Hotel, and they slow way down. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like they learn a lesson for who they want to be in the second half, that in the first half, they just had to cram a bunch of things together. And it's strange that they kind of kept it that way. Like, yeah. once it was time for editing and everything, it's just, the pace is really weird. Oh, it's messy as hell. They, there are times where I was just like, where am I? Yeah. What's happening? But still fun. Some of the best stuff. Uh, and I think like is exemplified of what you're saying in this. Anytime that they involve an outsider, uh-huh. uh huh, it goes one of two ways: ultimate believer, or yeah. they're kind of pissing Zach off. Um, Zach is talking crap about almost everybody they meet. He's like, we ran into this very strange guy in the yes. cemetery, and at one point, he he said that they uh, they met some Goldfield locals who frightened us more than what we were hunting for. Yes, he's talking crap about everybody, and they're showing a guy when he says that yeah. who has long hair and a headband, who's breathing heavily and looking down. So at first you're like, okay, I guess this is somebody who's going to talk and be like a weirdo who's scary, and he starts talking. He sounds totally lucid and fine. Yes, he sounds totally lucid and fine, and like. Like Zach goes like the weird way he's behaving. He seemed fine. Was belied by you know whatever. Right, right. right. But uh, it all starts right off the bat. The first like five ten minutes of this thing yeah. are jam packed. <laughs> they do. Yeah, the beginning is jamming. They have one of the most shocking edits I have ever seen in yeah. anything ever. When they go to their first location, which is the Silver Queen Hotel, they're going to mm-hmm. stay in room eleven. The voiceover says, oh, "Yeah, <laughs> our first stop was the Silver Queen Hotel." haunted by a prostitute who killed herself in room 11. And then you hear a woman go, hi, my name is Darlene. Yeah, you're like, is is that the woman who killed herself in room 11? How'd is they get that her? Is the ghost? That's a really crisp EVP. Through like the language. Crispy Cleary. It's incredible. Through like the language of editing, they're saying that Darlene is, quote, the prostitute who killed herself yes. in room 11. Allie and I watched that laughed we rewound that part like five or six times darlene is a star darlene is incredible by the way the side players in this yes are primo i i'm really big and on Zach darlene hates them all. he hates all of them <laughs> i'm big on darlene virginia and red virginia is terrific she really is yes but you're absolutely right that thing with darlene was like Bleh. Oh. and um he so he's he expresses a lot of frustration toward her Yes. For, I guess, kind of like overplaying maybe the haunting of the, the ghost phone. in room 11 on the phone. And then when he gets there, she's like, yeah, people haven't really reported anything too aggressive or something. Yeah. Like that. And, he and he's says, like, I got all the way here. They have like an aside with him, you know, like Jim talking to the camera on the office. Yeah. Where he's whispering into his lapel mic and he's going like. I'm just starting to get really like fed up with her. I'm like really pissed off with her because like over the phone, she said the ghost is really aggressive, but now she's trying to say the ghost is friendly. Like this is just not what she told us. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, she runs a business. Yeah. Is there any chance that she regrets having told you over the phone something that could damage her business? No, those bowler hats with flowers on them aren't going to pay for themselves that she was wearing. (laughs) She needs people coming to this hotel. Allie pointed out too that she's talking to like a karaoke microphone. (laughs) It's like everything yeah, that part is like felt particularly kind of DIY. It was oh, it's so charming. There's Absolutely, like, there's I like say a that real, as a boon. Yes, there's a real attitude of like if it works, it's not stupid. Totally in this documentary that I really, frankly, respect. I do too. Um, and then Zach and his crew go up to room eleven, mm-hmm. where we get. Now listen, I don't know if we're getting to it yet. I don't really know how our format's going to play it on this show over the course of time. Yeah, but. In, within the first five minutes, I've already got my play of the game. Oh, yeah. And I've already got my top Baggins quote. Same. Are they the same thing? They're the same thing. Me too. Really? Yeah. 
The bathtub? It, yeah. Oh, my God. It's incredible. It was crazy. So, supposedly, at the Gold Hill Hotel, there is a sex worker who killed herself in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. We see sort of secret footage taken of Darlene, the woman that runs the business, sort of miming yeah. slicing your wrists. So now we have Zach Bagans, who's in room 11. He gets in the tub, and I cannot possibly do this justice No way. Enough. There's no way possible. Everybody must watch this documentary for this clip. Mm -hmm. It definitely happens within the first, like, five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Here is what Baggins says. Baggins. Put some respect on his last Baggins, name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. He goes, huh, come and get me, ghost. Oh, look at me. I'm slitting my wrist just like you did. <laughs> he says that. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, he says, ha, ha, so weird. It's worth just going and finding that. I really think, now, the only one of the few things that I know about Bagans, yeah. which we didn't even mention at the top, is that, like, I feel like most shows prior to this, mm -hmm. when they're talking about ghosts or if it's, you know, somebody who's a medium and they're contacting the dead, height of respect. Yes. Right? Yes. Is anyone here? Would anybody like to speak to us? Can you contact us, please? We do, we're not here to bother you. Bagans takes the opposite approach. He's there to provoke. Absolutely. He That's wants, how you get a reaction. He wants to rile up. Yes. And the way that, like, man, think about the story that we're talking about. We're talking about, like, a sex worker from, like, hundreds of years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, I have no idea when. Who took her own life in the tub. Right, you're going to you joke really need about to, that? Yeah. Do you and really, be mean? Yeah. Can you give this lady a break? She had a hard time. But no, the quote is, come and get me, ghost. <laughs> Look at me. I'm slitting my wrist just like you did. Ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha ha. It's I don't think I've heard or seen him do something quite so egregious since on the <sighs> show or anything. That's like, my God, man. It's up there for me. It, for the provocation angle, it's unrivaled. Yes. From the outlandish dude bro. Oh, no. Side, but as far as it's like, up there with him being at the Velisca axe murder house saying, push that axe into my face, bro. One million percent. I mean, purely um, being mean to a ghost to get a reaction. It's crazy. It's the meanest. It's crazy. It's yeah. the meanest. <laughs> yeah. So that is my Bagan's move of the game mm -hmm. and Bagan's best quote. I mean, same. <laughs> That's also what I have. I do have an additional Bagan's quote. You do? Yes, I do. Um, how do you want to? Yeah, I don't know. How do you want to structure this stuff? As I said it, I kind of regret it. I wish I had saved it for the end. I know. I think we should save that stuff for the end in okay. general. Then, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they did you notice that when they're in that room, mm -hmm. they're they have the night vision cameras and Bagans is lying in bed and one of his friends is lying at the foot of the bed sleeping like a dog or like Michael Scott well, that sleeping leads, at the end of Jan's bed. That leads me to say, they said that they've been traveling for hours, so they're going to let Zach sleep. It's like, this guy is totally the alpha. You've all been traveling for yes. hours, not just Zach. It's not possible for only Zach to have been traveling for hours. Precious Zach needs his rest. Let him get his sleep. I was like, oh my God, these guys are such a couple of bootlickers. It's amazing. Well, I guess he's paying them, right? They're, I assume they're his bros. They're definitely his bros. But he's he also Aaron paying seem them, very close. I would, I guess. I mean, I, you know something I'm curious about? I'm just curious about, and not even in like a, a gross or bitter way, the financials of Zach Bagans I'm curious about. Right. Just his fin financial situation, not numbers or anything. Like, how does this guy... I understand how he'd be rich now because he has ghost adventures yes, it's and understandable. But, like, how did he start the Haunted Museum? 
and everything. Did that and and how does he have the? He seems like he has so much money. He well, buys the craziest stuff. I think, for like high high amounts. So is this somebody who made investments that did well right. and that was seed money for this project? Like. It's just interesting to me how he's able to do all this. I have a theory. Okay. One, we know from that Wheel of Fortune clip that he saved up money from DJing weddings and teaching people the chicken dance. Forgot about that. You're right. We do know that. Zach Bagans, before he was a dark boy on Travel Channel hunting ghosts. He was a blondie DJ. He did the chicken dance on Wheel of Fortune for Pat St. I'd love to see that. Anyway. I mean, I would love to see him doing it at a wedding. Sure. That's probably how he funded this documentary, primarily chicken dance. Mostly chicken dance. Selling CDs. Chicken dances are more lucrative than you might think. And teaching the CD. Yeah. (laughs) So then he's got this documentary, which evolves into the show. Mm -hmm. The show, from doing a little research, evolved into several spinoffs that didn't take hold. Yes. Yes. I watched one of them for the Robert the Doll episode of Guides to the Unknown. It was called Deadly Possessions, I think, or something. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he, that. he's had a lot of TV. There was a Ghost Adventures reality show. Really? A reality game show that happened early on that did not take hold. It did one, one season. Did you find done. out what happens in that? No, because I figured I want to put together a full timeline of everything Bagans has ever touched. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, so I think that he's had a number of projects, and I don't think that he even opened the Paranormal Museum until just a few years ago. Right. So it's maybe, relatively yeah. new. So yeah. So I guess he's just made a buttload of money from, yes. and we know he's good at saving since he saved from the chicken dance. Yes, exactly. So maybe he was just wise with his money to that point, and now he has a lot of income to buy haunted chairs and stuff. He's nothing if not wise. Yeah, he is very in. He's very empathic. He's very in touch with his feelings. Yes. Yes. You're right. He is wise. If they say that wisdom is the intersection of emotion and logic coming together, mm. he's a wise man. There's a lot of emotion in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he feels a lot. And, lo- if, you know, logic could have to do with saving, being smart with your money. Those two things come together. He's wise. Yeah, he is wise. Yeah. And there it is, Ghost Adventures Adventures. It's sitting there waiting for you. There are episodes out right this second that you can go and listen to. That's right. So go subscribe to the show. Get into it. Talk to your Facebook groups about it. A lot of people love talking about Ghost Adventures almost as much or more than they like even watching the show. So let them know that there's a new rallying point around discussing it. Yeah, so go find Ghost Adventures Adventures on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Links in the show notes, and we will see you over there. Guide to the unknown. We're growing. It's good, yeah.